Well, if you have been following the news lately, you have watched as several banks in the United States have struggled, including Signature Bank that was recently shut down by the FDIC. To give us an insight into what has been happening in the banking industry and how to view your deposits is Ashley Mishikay. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. How are you this morning? Good morning, David. I'm doing excellent. So Brenda and I started the show this morning with a little bit of an informal survey. So let me ask you this. Today is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Were you a peanut butter sandwich eater as a kid? Oh, absolutely. I still love a good PB&J. Yeah, there you go. So uh, do you, did you have a go-to brand? Because we were talking about, okay, what did we, what did we eat as kids? Oh, I don't, yeah, probably just Jif. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Jif Creamy. Never crunchy, though. Right. Always went with the I smooth. I will not touch a crunchy peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> well, you know what they say about Jif. Choosy mothers choose Jif. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned here, we are looking at the banking industry this morning and obviously some ups and downs over the last several weeks. Uh, We talked about Signature Bank. So really, what happened there? Yeah, well, there were several bank uh, failures or, you know, banks on the verge of failure, probably most notable was Silicon Valley Bank. And all of this, I think, for a lot of your listeners, myself included, who remember the bank failures in 2008 and the financial crisis and how bad things got, right. it really you know, spooked a lot of people and renewed fears. I know I was getting calls and emails from clients wanting to know, is my money safe? Um, and so... You know, there's just the the uh, regulators have stepped in to basically guarantee all those deposits, so depositors would not lose their money, and and that's a very controversial move. However, um, it seems so far to have stopped a wider contagion in the banking industry and, and restored some confidence, which is good. Yeah, I was looking, kind of trying to look over some of the details. I know there's, it does have a lot of details to it, but from what I've read, and maybe you can confirm this as well, it looks like that most of the bigger banks are insured. And so if you have up to, I believe it's $250,000 as an individual in an account that is insured. And then if it's jointly 500,000, does that sound right? Exactly. Yes. So it's $250,000 Per depositor, so again, if you have a, if you're married and you have a joint account, that doubles to five hundred thousand per insured bank. So you could have it's not it's not difficult. Even if you have a lot of cash, a million dollars in cash, you could and you're married, you could split that a, a across two joint accounts in two different banks right. and have full coverage. Mm-hmm. So for the vast, you know, most of us don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We don't have that. Uh, in excess of that, or if we're married, we don't have an excess of 500000 most of the time. But the problem with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature and some of these others is that they their um, clients were mostly businesses who are dealing with much larger deposits. So at Silicon Valley Bank, something like 90, 95% of their deposits were uninsured because they were higher than that limit. Mm. And so that's what really sparked the the run on the bank and people taking their deposits out because they got, uh, some of these depositors caught wind that Silicon Valley Bank was struggling and they don't want to be caught with, you know, yeah. losing their money or taking a haircut on, 
on their money if the FDIC has to step in because they failed. Right. So that's kind of what sparked that. But I've been telling clients for the last couple of weeks that, you know, if you have $250,000 per depositor per bank, you're fine. Yeah. I had clients who were going down to the bank and who taking money out and they didn't need to, and they just got really scared. And, and so I've been telling clients, you know, your money is still much safer at a bank than it is sitting in your safe deposit or in your uh, safe at home. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's the number one thing I think that people uh, need to realize is that if you, as long as you're under those full protection limits, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. The other thing I was reading too, again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. The other thing I was reading too was that, you know, you want to do a little bit of due diligence as well to make sure that you are a bank that is insured because apparently maybe some of the smaller banks are not. Is that correct? Yes. And I would say, you know, most of the banks that people are going to do business with aren't going to fall into that category. But yes, it is important to uh, know the financial institution that you're putting your money with. Because again, if, uh, if you think about how a bank does business, they don't take your money and stick it in a, in a safe and keep it there. They take your money, they keep a small portion of that, uh, on hand and then they loan like 90% of it out to mortgages and businesses and, and other people to keep the economy going. So, Mm -hmm. um, it is very important that the, you kind you understand the bank or you're working with a reasonably sized financial institution, um, that is, is definitely going to have those protections. Right. How about folks? I know many folks have, you know, 401ks, those sorts of investments. How does that work as far as, is there a difference there compared to money in a bank? Yes. And there's a very important difference. So for the vast majority of people um, who have investment accounts, especially 401k accounts, those assets, are always segregated from the financial institution's assets. They're not commingled with the other um, assets. So that's very different. The business model for that is very different um, than the than the bank business model, where they're taking your money and then lending it out or investing it. They're not doing that. So though your assets are always separate. And so there's other protections that exist for um, not FDIC, but other protections uh, like CIPIC insurance that exist for investment financial institutions like 401k accounts and things like that. So, yes, uh, clients and people who have 401k money uh, accounts held at various financial institutions, um, you don't have to worry about that money either. Again, as long as you're doing business with a reputable institution, those assets are always going to be segregated. They're always separate. Even if they fail, you're not going to lose your money. Right. And so as we look at the banking industry today and some of the steps that are being taken, what do you see happening? I mean, maybe looking into the crystal ball a little bit, what do you see happening here over the next several months? Yeah, it's it's interesting. The interest rates continuing to go higher is um, definitely hurting these banks because that's what that's what drove Silicon Valley and some of these others uh, into the death spiral uh, is that their investments were going down in value substantially. Like they had $17 billion in losses at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So well before they collapsed. 
because all of interest rates were going up, all their bond investments that they had were going down in value. So that's a problem, I would say, across the board for a lot of banks out there. But it doesn't mean that they're they're troubled in the same way that Silicon Valley or Signature Bank was. My my biggest concern is that when regulators step in and say, okay, we're going to guarantee all deposits um, and we're going to backstop all of these, it creates a moral hazard, which is basically bank bank uh, employees and management, they see that and they say, oh, the FDIC and Treasury, they'll step in and take care of us and save us if if something happens. Right. So we can take on more risk. It's like the teenager who crashes his car and then mom and dad go buy him a new car five days later. He has no incentive to change his behavior. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say maybe for the time being, things have calmed down, but I think it just kicks that can down the road and perpetuates some of these problems that exist. Um, So I do have some concerns about future and and banks taking on more risk in the future because they see that oh the FDIC mm. the regulators they're just going to step in if we if we mess up I see gotcha well definitely have to keep an eye on it she is Ashley Mishake CEO True North Retirement Advisors and a member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle Ashley thank you so much for the insight we really appreciate that Thank you David Well have a wonderful day today All right thanks